that song just brings you back to that place. And even that video before, the goal for that was to really bring us back to the place that Mary and Joseph were in on that night when Christ was born. And with all of world's imperfections, with all the things that went wrong, with everything and that whole story, God was in the midst thereof. You know, that song asks a very important question. Mary, did you know? Well, obviously there are some things that Mary did know about Christ. She did know that Jesus was the son of God. Angel Gabriel told her that. And if she read some of the other prophets and understood some of those prophets of old, she would understand and know that Christ would suffer. Her very own son would suffer. And maybe she did know that. But there are some things that Mary did not know. Some of the cool things of, that Jesus would walk on water, that he would heal the blind and the lame. He would actually raise someone to dead, from the dead, and, and that he would not only die himself, but he would, he would rise from the dead three days later. So there are some things that Mary just did not know. But she did know this. The most important thing is that in her arms, she held the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, at Christmas time, we talk about that, that word a lot, Emmanuel. We sing songs about Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us in the very moment. But what I want us to do is I want us to take just a few minutes, it won't be, it won't be long, but just a few minutes, I want us to, to go to that scene where Christ was born and what Mary and Joseph had to go through, and I want us to plug in these words, not only God with us, but God with me. God with me. Here's a question I want you to ask yourself. And it's a question that many people ask. And you may have even asked this question sometime in your life. Is God with me? Is God with me? <laughs> Does God notice things that are going on in my life right now? Does God know that I'm having these struggles in this area and this area? Does God understand? Is God really with me? And we, I hear God with us. That's great. I'm glad you're God with us. But are you God with me? So that's a, that's a question I want us all to ask ourselves together as we walk down this, this road. It's a short road. But there are a few things about that particular incident, about that experience about the first Christmas that I want us to look at. And we'll show that he was, that Jesus was God, is, is God with us, but he was also God with Mary, God with Joseph. Very personal. And it's our goal tonight, is to make it personal. First of all, we see that God provides. God provides. If you look at Luke chapter 2, Verse four through seven, and we're gonna be in, in mostly in Luke chapter two, and we'll also go to Matthew chapter two. We'll have to 
the, scre- the uh, scriptures on the screens. But in Luke chapter 2, verse four, uh, uh, 4 through 7, it says this. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So let's focus on those, on those, last, uh, those last few words. There was no room for them. There was no guest room. So we can imagine probably it was a place where, where, they, would, where they would house people, maybe an inn, some sort of, and, and they, would, they would bring people in, and a lot of people say there, they would pay them money. A lot of people came in. Why? Because for whatever reason, obviously God ordained it, Caesar Augustus said, you know what? Let's make the people pay a little bit of a tax, and we'll call it a census. So we want to count how many people are really in our incredible Roman Empire, and so we're going to have them do a, a census. And we're also going to have them pay a tax. So you had all these people who were traveling to Bethlehem and, and all across that known world to their hometown where they were from. Because Joseph was in the line and the lineage of King David. So he had to go to Bethlehem. And so we have this situation. Hey, we're full, but I've got this place. Now you may say, Oh, Pastor Frank, that's not, that's not really providing. <laughs> Any of you ladies who have given birth to a child, you would say that is not providing. Let's say if you were to go to the hospital, and there was no room in the hospital here in Cartersville, or maybe in Ackworth, or some sort of surrounding hospital, and they said, you know, there's really no room in the hospital for you to give birth, but we have this shed out back, <laughs> And we, there's room for there, and we can bring some people to kind of help you, make sure you have your necessary needs met. But, um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a slide down on the table and give birth to your child. I mean, that is not providing, right, ladies? That is not providing for your needs. But, you know, our provision and God's provision are a little different. Sometimes God will provide our needs just enough, just enough to where we can have faith and trust in him. We can have faith and trust in him. Some of you, maybe in here, you're not even sure where your next paycheck's gonna come from. If that's you, guess what? God, God may be telling you, look, not only am I God with, with, with all y'all, I am God with you. And if you trust me, I will meet your needs. I will meet your needs. Now, you may not get everything you want, but I'm going to meet your needs. And guess what? In the process, you're going to build your faith in me and your trust in me. Because I am a God who provides. I'm a God who provides. And yes, he does provide for our every single need. Not only does God provide, but God brings us peace. In, in Luke chapter 2, the same, same chapter, verse 19, it says this, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
pondered them in our heart. Well, the seed is going to come from the Holy Spirit. Okay, we've got that question. Okay, I trust you. I mean, there were tons of other questions I'm sure she would have had. A few couple of weeks ago in our sermon series, we talked about this and how Mary, if she were alive today, she'd be like, okay, when is this going to happen? Will it come all of a sudden or will it be a nine-month term? Will it be something that I'll have a chance to tell my friends maybe to go register, maybe have a baby shower? You know, when is it? I mean, lots of questions. Mary just had one question, the most important question. Okay, physically, how is this going to happen? And you can't blame her, right? But Mary just doesn't freak out. And even, it, even in the moment of the first Christmas, she's in a stable, and she's not freaking out. She's pondering in her heart. Pondering. That is not a word that shows us that Mary has gone off the deep end. She has peace. She has peace because she knows that the child she's holding is Emmanuel, God with us, but also God with her. You know, there's lots of turmoil that can happen in our life, even in our world. I mean, they're, they're still fighting all around the world. There's fighting in Ukraine. We got a message yesterday from our friends in Ukraine. They were like, we're, we're going to pray for you. They're praying for us to have a great Christmas, even though they don't have electricity. I know some of y'all didn't have electricity for a few minutes yesterday because of power. But they've had, they haven't had electricity in a, a few weeks, maybe months. And they're excited for Christmas. So yeah, there's turmoil in the world, but there's also turmoil in our lives and maybe even in our homes with relationships and, and worry. And maybe you, you've got some bad news that came across your plate and you don't know what to do with it and you, you're just a little bit scatterbrained and you're not sure how to deal with this. And there's turmoil in your life and there's unrest. Well, Mary had every reason to have turmoil in her, life, in her life, to respond to turmoil. Because, yes, in this process of bringing Jesus to dinner, Mary and Joseph, especially Mary, had to experience turmoil. But in the midst of turmoil was peace. So God, I believe, is reminding us, look, I'm, I'm God with us, but I'm God with you. I'm God with you, and I can bring you peace. And God is there to bring you peace. The only peace you can have is through a relationship with Christ when you surrender to the Prince of Peace who can calm the storm, like that song just sang about, can calm the storm with the word, with his hand. He could bring peace into your life. So God is a God He's God with us, but he also wants to be God with you. He wants to be a God who provides. He also wants to be a God who brings peace. And then he also wants to be a God who brings support. Look in Luke chapter 2. We're still in that chapter. Verse 16 through 18. So they hurried off. We're talking, the they here is the shepherds. So we had the, the shepherds who were watching over their, their flock at night, and the angel came and said, hey, wake up. There's a... Uh, there's a big announcement we want to share with you. And that's it. The Savior, 
has been born, Messiah, Jesus Christ the Lord. Go, you'll find him in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. And uh, then a heavenly host came and they started singing and having a party and this huge announcement. And it's so awesome that they went to shepherds first, not to elected officials or, or really sort of important people in the society. They went to the shepherds first. That, that should speak something to us. But what we see here is in verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard about it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So not only did they go see Jesus and Mary and Joseph and provide support to them, but they also went and they told others Oh, God knew that the shepherds would love this news and that they would help spread the word. So Mary and Joseph found the support. They weren't there by themselves. We don't know if the innkeeper if the, you know, or whoever had this. And we don't even know if it wasn't even an, an inn or an innkeeper, but we do know this, that someone told them that there's no more room and told them about the stable. But what we also don't know is we don't know if maybe they checked on them or not. Mary and Joseph were alone. Alone bringing in this child and they couldn't even have proper shelter according to mankind. But God wanted them not to be alone. He wanted them to make sure that they had support, that there were people there. And he even took a step further. Not only did God want there to be support from the locals, he also wanted support from people from far away, as we have seen with the wise men coming from the Far East. Biblical scholars say from Persia, the area of Persia, and they traveled many, many miles, and it wasn't on, on that same night. Actually, biblical scholars say it was several months, even a couple of years later, where they came and they found Jesus but they surrounded them with support. We even see this in Matthew chapter 2, verse 10 through 11. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All very valuable elements. And so, what God wanted to show is this. Look, I don't want y'all to be alone. I'm going to surround you with support. We have all experienced loneliness, especially during COVID. We know what isolation feels like. Isolation is not fun. And you were not created, none of us were created to be isolated individuals, to walk in this world alone. This is why it's so important for all of us to have support of one another. This is why we say all the time, you've got to get involved in a church. You've got to get in a church where you can come just as you are. And there's many churches like that, and this is one of them, where you can come just as you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you, what you wear, what you smell like. It doesn't matter what your background. It just doesn't matter because guess what? We are going to love you. We're going to support you. And it's so important to have that support. And so God is saying this, 
The God who's with us is saying, look, I'm the God who's with you and I'm ready to bring you support. In fact, I've already brought you support. You just have to receive it. You just have to receive it. So will you receive it? Will you receive that support that God has for you? And it can come out of the blue. It can come from people that you don't even expect. You may not even realize. Just like Mary and Joseph. Oh, shepherds. That's great. Bunch of strange men coming to the birth. Great. God is there with support. So he's there as, as God with us, but he wants to be God with you. And the reason why is because he wants to show you that he's a God who can provide for you and also bring you peace and also bring you support. And the last thing we see in the story is protection. Protection. Matthew chapter 2, verse 12 through 14. And this is talking about the wise men after they visited Jesus. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt. So in the story, we see a God who wants to provide protection. Now you may say, well, Pastor Frank, there have been, there have been great godly people who died well beyond their time that we think of. And even here in Emerson, we've been rocked and devastated by Mayor Al Pallone and his wife Millie. And, we, and, we, and our prayers lift up to the Pallone family. And so our hearts break. Do we have all the answers? No. But we may say, well, well that situation, someone like Al and Millie, who, who were believers in Jesus Christ, they left before their time. Evidently not. God knew when they were going to exit the world. And trust me, they're having a better time than we are now. But there are things in their life that God wants to protect us from. He wants to protect us from the evil one. King Herod in the story represents the evil one. Satan, the evil one, wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your mind, the image of who you are. He wants to take all that God has put in you, and he wants to twist that around and say, you are not meant to be that person. You could be somebody else. And all that does is cause confusion. We have many people in the world who are living a confused life. Why? Because they've allowed the enemy to bring thoughts in their heads. We have families that are not together because they've allowed the enemy to come in 
and ruin their family and their marriage. But God wants to protect you from that. He wants to be not only God with us, but God with you. So as I started off this message, this message was about, hey, God, are you with me? Are you with me, God? Because you know what? I don't, I really don't sense you. I really don't feel you. And I get that. There are times that we may not feel God, but he's there. He's there. You may not get to hold him like Mary did, but he's, he's there. And he wants you to know that he is Emmanuel, God with you. Not just God with us. God with you in the very heart of the issues of life. There to give you provision. When you don't think, ends will meet. To give you peace when there's chaos all around you. To give you support when you feel all alone and isolated. And then also to give you protection from the evil one, Satan, who all he wants to do is to destroy and to steal everything that God has given to you. But in order to have that God with us or with you, it takes you, bring, you inviting him into your life. Now, some of you here today, you have probably made that decision one of, these, uh, one of those days, long time ago, maybe you made the decision to follow Jesus Christ. Maybe you even followed that up in baptism. We even have some fairly new believers who accepted Christ just a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And they are here in this place. And, and, and you've made that decision. But can I tell you something? The decision to bring Jesus into your day to bring him into all of those circumstances is a decision that we've got to make every day of our lives. In the middle of your turmoil, in the middle of you not being able to, to have enough, in the middle of your isolation, you can say, God, I need you here. Jesus, I need you here with me. I need you to be the God with me. The God with me. It takes doing that every day. But I know there could be some people here today or watching online, you're listening. And maybe you have never accepted Christ. Maybe you don't know what it feels like to have a little bit of that peace in your turmoil. Maybe that empty place in your heart filled because you've never invited Christ to be Lord and Savior of your life. And what that takes is just simply allowing a little bit of the light in. That's all it takes. 
of letting the light of Jesus come in and invite you here. And so this light can be yours if you just come to him and allow him to enter your heart. And it goes simple like this. Just say a simple prayer. God, I'm, I need you. I'm tired of doing this on my own. I need peace. I need all those things that Mary and Joseph experienced on the first Christmas. I need those things. So I need the light. I need your light of Jesus. I need you to come here inside me. And the Bible says, you know how to get that light? You don't, you don't start doing everything's, everything right. <laughs> In fact, you admit that you're, 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 you're just bad. I mean, there's just lots of things you're just not doing right. And God loves to clean you up. But the Bible says, you just simply come to him as a child. You simply come to him as a child. And you allow Jesus and his light to come inside you. Just come to him as a small child and that light will do amazing, amazing things. So I want you to think about over the next minute here in silence, I want you to think about, I want you to ponder, have you been inviting Emmanuel, God with you, into your day? And more importantly, have you invited Jesus into your heart and into your life? The one-time decision to do that. Let's ponder that question. Peace is what one of the things that Mary received. And peace is something that God wants to give to each and every one of us. Make sure he is Emmanuel, God, with you. As we close out, I do want to let you know, remind you, we will not have our normal services tomorrow. This is our Christmas service. We will have a service on next Sunday, January 1st. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very unique. I cannot wait to uh, share that with you, some of the things we're doing. And uh, it'll be something that we won't even broadcast. It'll be something real intimate. So we encourage you to do that. Bring some breakfast with that uh, for, uh, for uh, everyone to share. And then also on February the 5th, the first Sunday in February at 5 o'clock is our 10-year anniversary. I hope that you come back for that right here at Red Top Middle School. Make sure you come back February 5th. Invite some friends. And on your way out, just put these in the, the metal tin as you leave. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.